Welcome to Seizure Salad Special Series, All Good in the G-Hood. Testing for brain surgery is right around the corner, along with the long-term sleep study that will have him stuck in the hospital with wires stuck to his head. Join us for one last hurrah as Micah goes back to Glenwood Springs to push boundaries, test limits, and celebrate life with loved ones. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B-Side. All right, welcome to Seizure Salad. Foster Clock Epilepticus, this is the special mini-series follow-up, I guess, and the lead-up to uh, to uh, what's coming up next, man. This is Mike B-Side. I'm your here host. Here with Jojo. That's right, Jojo, my co-host here, uh, and faithful companion through this little journey. It's been really interesting, making some fun out of a not-so-fun situation, I guess you could say. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. You know, I'm uh, trying to enjoy everything. At least you're getting a head start on your uh, quarantine. We're all going to be facing here soon. <laughs> yeah, I, was just, I was just thinking about that, man. I've like got to step up on everyone because when I check into the hospital on Monday um, for the next four days to two weeks, I'm going to have toilet paper. I'm going to have <laughs> food and <laughs> I'm going to be in a safe sanitary environment. Yeah, see, you're set, man. You got Self- you just you just planned ahead. <laughs> I just planned ahead, exactly. Self quarantined, and I'm I'm like double duty. It's like getting some tests done, and and yeah, putting myself into a safe situation. This, yeah, I I lucked out. Yeah, no, look at you go, man. Only I was in your situation right now, <laughs> dude. The timing couldn't be any better. Is, right uh, yeah. yeah see oh, man yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird dynamic though just being in a room all alone for a few days you know up to a week so it's like <laughs> i know i know it's uh part of me looks forward to it because there's that part of me that likes to like really like isolate myself meditate force myself to like clear my head and right and because yeah it's like it's, yeah get yourself alone with yourself uh, where you get no distractions. I like that. But mm-hmm. this isn't one. I, the more I think about it, this isn't one of those situations because I'm going to have distractions galore. They're going to have electrode like wires. Everything going on. Yeah. yeah <laughs> how am I going to fucking relax on that? that that's no. not going to happen. Yeah. It'll yeah. be interesting. It'll be really interesting to see. I guess it depends on how long this coronavirus like is freaking everybody else out too. Cause at first I was like, you know, two nights is about the most I really want to do this. And right. now I'm thinking, Hmm, two weeks doesn't sound so doesn't bad. Doesn't sound so terrible right now, honestly. Well, like the thing is like like the whole coronavirus stuff is popping off. It's like honestly, like I'm not worried about the virus, but I'm already worried about like the economic effect. You know, I've gotten I got hours cut at I mean, I have four jobs, but two of them I'm not working at right now, you know, because of this, because they're trying to shut them down. And yeah. so, and it's like, luckily for me, I'll be okay. Like it sucks. I'm losing 1200 a month in income just like that, which it fucking sucks. But like, I'll be okay. You know, that was all going towards my food truck project anyways. And so delays it a bit if this doesn't clear up soon. But I was like, man, there's some people that like, you know, all my friends in the service industry, you know, a bunch where it's, they rely on tips and they rely and like if people are out eating and people are canceling their events, you know, it's yeah. like the economic impact I think is going to be worse than the actual virus. Like it's already, it's been less, what, maybe a week and a half since it really kind of took off. And now it's already like, I've already out two jobs. So a bunch of my friends and uh, they don't have a job right now. Yeah. You know, it's like just that fast. So that fast. 
Exactly. Um, case in point, I was walking down to the store the other day. I look at the barbershop that's usually got full chairs and full like line of guys in the chairs waiting, you know, yeah. waiting area. And there's not a motherfucker in the waiting room. And yeah, three of the five chairs are like empty. Poor dudes are like sitting there reading, watching TV, you know, can't yeah. watch sports because they're all canceled. They're all canceled. Yeah. I walk down there. I'm like, you know what? Sure. I could go to great clips and being on disability, I don't have a whole lot of cash, but I was like, you know what? It's only like five bucks more to go to a local business and then to go to this big chain. And I was like, fuck it. Fuck it. So I walked in, got a really nice haircut. Looking fresh. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. They even trimmed me up a little bit. Yeah. I can say they looked a good job. You got your goatee looking better. Look at Thank you. Know, you. <laughs> they said the same thing. It was like business is, has died down so much that they're probably going to have to close. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you're just going to shut down. Otherwise you're going to lose everything because you're just wasting money by being there. And yeah. it's just, you know, it's, it's definitely scary. You know, if there's not a quick fix for it, you know, if everything's going to change the whole landscape of it. You know, it's just, I think it's a little ridiculous how much freak people have gone into panic mode, but at the same time, like there has to be some truth to it. If it's gotten to this extreme this fast. Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't know about the whole apocalyptical, like hoarding of toilet paper and bullshit like that. That's, that's a little extreme to me, but, um, it's, yeah, you got to hole up for a week or two. You definitely got to plan ahead per se for that. You don't have to buy yeah. off toilet paper for four months. And mm -hmm. The whole point of this quarantine and stuff like that is to just stop the spread. That's you know? exactly it. There's this is the coronavirus is like a flu. Most yeah. people are going to experience mild flu symptoms if they get it. Um, there is the at risk population, you know, same people who are at risk for flus and other stuff, the, the elderly. And, and I think that's the thing that I feel like is getting a little bit lost in translation is everybody's like, well, we can isolate ourselves. I don't know. That's still amazing. If you can slow the spread down. But at the end of the day, I was like, there's still no vaccine. There's really not testing too much for it. You know, I know they have that. I know they came out with some stuff they said yesterday about how they're going to do like some drive-through testing and all that. But what about production for all that? You know, and like, I'm sure hypochondriacs are going to have a field day. And so we can slow the spread, but I feel like it's, you know, the actual virus is still coming. But like I said, I'm not even worried about the virus as much as like, some of my friends don't get jobs back soon. Like, right. You're going to be in a tight spot, you know, just cause right. you know, it's like service industry is usually the first one to get hit music industry. Like all the festivals canceling yeah. NHL's done all the people that work at those stadiums, you know, NBA as well. Like that's, you know, that's, it's, it's a lot of people that are probably, you know, shit in their pants a little bit and I don't blame mm -hmm. them just cause you know, like you've kind of had to then deal with it, you know, like, you can't work it puts you in a really bad spot you know <laughs> now there's a whole lot of other americans that are kind of in the same spot i am for a different yeah. reason yeah, yeah exactly and it's yeah. just it's a shitty shitty spot to be in <laughs> um, well and it just goes to show it just goes to show how quickly this shit can go south with something like this happening Exactly. Fast at all. I mean, it's like, boom, as soon as this stuff hit quarantine, at first a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, no big deal. But then all of a sudden it's like, wait a fucking minute. Mm -hmm. What does this mean? Now, 
you know what? But this kind of goes into play. The whole thing is, is this got a slightly longer in incubation period than, than other pandemics. So if we can successfully shut things down for a little bit, um, it gives a us a chance. Two, yeah. We're going to kill the spread of it. That's the whole mm -hmm. thing. The spread of it. as soon as we can get that down and then it's business as usual. But you mentioned, and I agree with you that, um, will a lot of the, um, jobs and small businesses and stuff like that, that are so close to like paycheck to paycheck, so close to like having a business shut down because businesses were small business. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So how many of those people are actually going to be able to survive the, uh, the shutdown? You know, that's what I worry about. And that's exactly what it is. It's a full almost shutdown. Uh, not, it, it has it, everything stopped. You know I mean? Even going out, like everything is, have, have you been to your local Walmart or King supers or whatever? Like all the shelves are fucking empty. And it's like, Jesus, like, I know, luckily I'm going to be a fucking set, but it's just, man, people hit panic mode and just everything went ballistic. And I was, and I was, what happens when there's an actual food shortage, you know, uh, like it's, it's going to happen. You can only have so much supply if this is happening everywhere. And, uh, you know, I was actually thinking yesterday, I was actually thinking about, uh, Nashville. They just had that huge tornado. And it took out two of their major food distributors. So not only right. have their city get wrecked, now they don't have food coming in and people are hoarding everything. It's like, I feel like Nashville's going to be in a really rough spot soon rather than later, which is very unfortunate and scary. Mm -hmm. But Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely scary. Um, there's definitely worry points, mm -hmm. I guess is what we're saying here. Yeah. And it's going to be a real test on this whole global economy and distribution system here. Oh, for sure. <coughs> Definitely. Definitely. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, man. Phlegm, man. Phlegm. That was a big hit. Got infected. Got the virus coming in over there. I no. <laughs> got the virus. No, I'm fighting the virus, man. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Cannabis. Yay. There you go. That's uh, the best way to do it. Uh, so, so, essentially... We got this coronavirus. It's shutting all this shit down. Um, why not? Um, why not sit back and have some fun with this? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Might okay. as well. Right. Um, we had a great, great time uh, a couple weeks ago. Absolutely. When I came up for that last little hurrah before mm -hmm. I have to go in for the sleep study. And I mean, the sleep study is not life threatening or any of that shit. It's just, it marks the beginning of the whole um, surgery testing process. So it's the first step. Well, first step of the next final process, hopefully the in next all that stage. Yeah. 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 And honestly speaking from here out, there's, really no timeline it all depends kind of how things go in real time so um you know there's no way to answer questions of like when's the surgery what's the next you know what's going to happen i have no idea what's going to happen next when the surgery is and all that stuff because it all depends on this sleep study they need all that Nate. well they need the data first you know to kind of make their plan and go with the best route there so it's exactly. uh you're you're like on a game show just trying to you know pick your door <laughs> <So>. <laughs> door number one door number two or door number three yes yeah, <laughs> monty hall man monty hall 
let's make a deal. One of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Um, But you're right. You're right. So what I did, what I did this last couple of weeks, um, I uh, went up, spent a week with the family and friends up in Glenwood. That was Mm -hmm. great. The G-Hood. Yeah. Yeah. And then I actually, um, after that, the weekend after that, last weekend, I was uh, up in uh, Fort Collins, Loveland area. Nice. Yeah. Two little weekends, seeing all the everybody you can before everything kind of gets going and all that. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, got your I tried to record fixing. up there too, but they were, that was way too chaotic. <laughs> too much chaos over there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I would probably offend people if I actually publish some of the stuff we tried to record. <laughs> it's all good. Hey man, not like we're to happen. Not like we're not probably offending people now anyway. That's fine. Yeah, you know, hey man, I I'm not an expert. I'm just stoned. So like, just kind of take it with a grain of salt if it comes out of my mouth. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, last couple of weekends been been seeing people, family, friends. You know, um, having as much fun and celebrating life and loved ones as much as we could uh, before all this stuff starts going. Because, again, the unknown. We're facing the unknown. So what do I do when I face the unknown? Get together with people I love and, and have a few drinks and smoke a lot of weed. Yeah, see, and that's always usually the best method to deal with anything. Thing I feel like, you know, with the right environment, healthy environment. <laughs> there you go, man. Go caving and snowboarding when you can, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, how, de- how, did you, how deep did you guys go caving? Like, was it a deep, deep excursion? What was oh, your. Oh, no. We couldn't go too deep, dude. No. Um, because, because of the condition, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't supposed to be going caving at all. Uh, my specialists and, and neurosurgeon would, would probably shit bricks if they found out if any of I'm not sharing this link with them. There's like what, five, six people that actually listen. Something like that. <laughs> I think we're okay. <laughs> I think we're okay. Um, so, uh, I made a point to like stay close to, um, easily accessible areas. Right. Uh, never got too deep, but made a point to get to the prettiest stuff I could mm-hmm. where we were. Um, and made sure my seizure buddy uh, knew where we were at all times. Uh, that's one thing is, is my bro is so cool. He's so fun and he's very capable caver. Um, but being, he's very visual, being an artist and a, and a photographer, he's looking more at like where the best picture is and, and what's going to inspiring for his next painting, shit like that, right? right. Which I find noble. I fucking no. love it. You saw the pictures. Yeah, I did. They were amazing. No, you yeah. have, you have to. Uh, once this is all go- next time you go caving, let me know. Take me with you. Get it, oh, get me yeah. into the get me into we'll, those caves. <laughs> we'll, we'll get your chesty ass through some of this stuff, dude. I'm down. <laughs> You're a stocky boy, but I bet you could. I bet you could squeeze. I can squirm oh, yeah. in. <laughs> can. Mm-hmm. Half of it is mental, dude. Oh, Half yeah. of it is mental. So, but yeah, we. Um, it's not a matter of how deep we went because we never got too deep where mm. if something were to happen, he couldn't get out for help. Right. Give me the rescues. Let me recover, get me some water and then boom, get out the door and, and get some assistance. Uh, so that was, that's kind of how I planned it. Uh, Cause I was, it's kind of, when I decided to do this, I definitely took risk assessment into mind mm-hmm. and 
I have no problem going deep, and I know that cave. I could get to the back and, and out again, no problem. But I had to take into account and respect um, whoever was with me. Would I really put that on him to get him so deep into the cave that it's like, oh, shit. Because right after where we stopped at the deepest part of where I took him, um, if I'd gone any further, it turned into Swiss cheese. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, before that, it was like these cool little solutional tubes that you could pretty much look and be like, okay, this is the trail out. Right? There was more or less one way in, one way out through the section I took them. But as soon as we got to that, to the end of that section, it it turned into this little maze area until he got to the very back. So I knew if I had taken him beyond that point, it would, what would happen if I seized in the back after I took him through the Swiss cheese and, and has to go all the way back through the Swiss cheese, trying to find, yeah, that's puts you, it puts everybody in a bad spot and puts, puts everyone in a bad spot. And it's like this exactly. It's one of my best friends, you know, one of my dear caving buddies for, for years. And I would hate to do that to him. I would hate to, I would hate to be that guy if, if the roles were, were reversed, you know, um, when I, and that's, a, that, that's one of the ways I deal with this right now, as far as what I am going to do and what I can't do. You know, the, the doctors want to give you a blanket, boom, you know, because they're covering their ass and it's a matter of risk. Their level of risk assessment is much lower than mine. Mine, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> no, I'm willing to do this. Right. And they're like, don't cave at all. And I'm like, cave with a qualified seizure buddy and, and don't go too deep. Cave just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cave just a little bit more. I didn't get on rope. I didn't go climbing. I didn't, it, I didn't put myself in a situation where there was like a lot of exposure, vertical exposure, um, because that stuff would cause vertigo. And that could very easily trigger and trigger a seizure, trigger a seizure. But as far as crawling and as far as, yeah, that shit, no problem. No problem. Yeah. Right on. So it was wow. brilliant. It was rejuvenating. It, it reminded me and that I'm still alive. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Sounds like you needed it a little bit, man. I'm glad you had a good time. Get your last little hurrah before it all gets really more exciting. <laughs> yeah. No shit, man. No shit. Upcoming is going to be, uh, like I said, it's going to be interesting. So no, man, it's, I want to do it again. I want to keep doing it. I, Absolutely. Oh yeah. I, I've realized like I've been up and down. There was a period of time where I was super, super extreme about caving and I would just about do anything. I, I had a subconscious death wish and really didn't give a fuck. I really didn't give a fuck. 
it's kind of yeah. reckless abandoned. oh totally yeah. i threw i th- i threw my life and my safety into the wind because because man it was living it was like let's let's take a chance seizure salad fuster clock epilepticus is produced and hosted by micah ball follow our podcast like our facebook page whatever floats your boat just keep listening and join us again soon for another special episode of seizure salad all good in the g hood until then remember and it's all in your head